Superman Forever Radio, episode 105. We have a new Superman. than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, people believe tall buildings of a single bound, the infant of ship town is now the man of steel, Superman! Hello and welcome to the Superman Forever radio podcast. My name is Bob Fisher. What an absolutely gorgeous day we are having here in Richmond, Virginia. It's absolutely gorgeous. Clear blue skies, temperature in the high 70s. Just, just beautiful day out there today. So I thought I'd come back inside and record a podcast. Yes. But today we're talking about the new Superman, Tyler Hecklin, and the mere fact that we have a new live-action Superman to talk about is no small thing. This is, this is kind of, you know, a big deal in the world of Superman. And I wanted to wait until both of his appearances, both episodes in which he appears, had aired before making any comments. Uh, I thought about doing it last week after the first episode aired, but then thought, well, let's see how that's going to play out and and um, see what they do with him. So I decided uh, to watch both episodes. So I should tell you, if you have not seen both episodes or either episodes, uh, I'll be spoiling them. Not that that's the intent. I'm not really... Uh, uh, you know, planning on breaking down the whole both stories plot wise, etc, and getting into the details, etc, etc. I primarily, though, just want to talk about my opinions and, and feelings and thoughts about Tyler Hecklin's performance as Superman. And the character itself, that's, that's really where I'm going here. And how they dealt with, uh, dealt with and are dealing with Superman on Supergirl's show. So that's really what this is going to be about today, is more of my feelings on that. But doing that, talking about Superman, I can't talk about him on the show and his scenes without, you know, spoiling it. So again, if you haven't seen it, then you might want to wait until you have seen him. Let's get into it a little bit. So, Tyler Hecklin. So for me, um, I had never seen, to my knowledge, anything that uh, Mr. Hecklin had done before. I didn't know the man at all. So I had nothing to go on. I didn't look at too many spoilers. I saw the trailers, of course, uh, and thought, oh, this is going to be interesting. But, you know, was kind of trying to, you know, um, keep an open mind and think, okay, let's, let, let's, let's see what they're going to do with this guy. Because to be honest, the first picture that was released of um, Tyler in the costume, in the suit, uh, it was a still photo uh, with he and Melissa Benoist as Supergirl. And standing next to her in that particular image, he looked a little uncomfortable. The image wasn't, you know, uh, it wasn't the best for him. Let's start there then with the costume itself. I did make a comment online that fix that damn cape and it's almost perfect. 
And I say almost because I'm still, you know, uh, I still like the trunks, to be honest with you. But I've come around to the fact that they're gone. I don't hate Henry Cavill's costume. I don't, you know, hate a bunch of the other new ones, the new looks. I don't hate them. This one is really nice, actually. It's a nice color blue. It's a nice royal blue. If they're going to do away with the cape, I would have, I mean, with the uh, trunks, I would have liked to have seen something else uh, with the belt. But the belt is nice. It's very conservative. I, 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 you know, I can't really say a whole lot negative about this costume. Uh, The big John Byrne type style S on his chest is big from shoulder to shoulder and sharp edges. And as uh, Mike Bailey might say, large and in charge, it's there. It's beautiful S on the chest. I love the costume when it's looking like that. But that cape, I don't like the leather strap, whatever that thing is, and the white plastic-looking clip-ons. It's just ridiculous. Have him tuck it in just like Kara's, and that is a really solid modern Superman outfit. With just a minor adjustment. It's almost like somebody said, you know, this looks really good, but no, let's screw it up for something. Let's give them something to gripe about. (laughs) Okay, you gave me something to gripe about, that ridiculous-looking cape. So if he comes back, if we see more of Tyler Hecklin as Superman, fix the damn cape, okay? Come on, that's really important. Fix that cape. Uh, and I thought at first it wouldn't bother me, maybe in motion. And at first it didn't. I was so thrilled to see Superman doing some stuff on TV that. It, it, but then looking at it again, it's just yeah, it's just really annoying. I don't like the cape at all. But let's get to Hecklin himself now, as the character of Superman slash Clark Kent, because there were a lot of questions uh, prior to this, and I had many of them myself because last season cbs when it was on cbs we saw superman basically in scenes to say wow superman couldn't even do it but supergirl could yay supergirl it was ridiculous i hated to be honest with you how they used superman in season one i tolerated it and i think that was the weakest part of season one uh, but I tolerated it because the rest of this show was so damn good. From Callista Flockhart to Melissa Benoist to uh, Makad Brooks to the actor that plays Win, All of them. Just a really, really good, solid cast. But the way they treated Superman in every appearance of him was um, either in silhouette with, you know, the big sun's flares, Lynn's sun lens flare behind him so we couldn't make him make out who he was and that is interesting though uh, a little side note on that one scene in the in the opening that they use with the the sun behind him so we don't see him we just see a silhouette basically helping Kara out of the uh her rocket that uh he's got whoever that actor is has a similar build to that of Tyler Hecklin which we're now getting to Tyler Hecklin himself, which I think is interesting. But anyway, in last season, I really didn't like the way they, they used Superman. Um, if you don't didn't see all the episodes when Superman was in, as I said, it was more a way to show that Supergirl is girl power, and, and I didn't have to, they didn't have to do They didn't have to show his weakness to build her up. So that was my biggest concern coming into uh, this season, knowing that 
they had uh, cast an actor and they were go- that Superman was going to be in the first two episodes. That was my biggest concern. Were they going to bring him in just to make him look weak so that she looks stronger? Because in the last season, what happened? Every single time he showed up, he was a pair of boots, red boots, lying on a medic bed. He was a, uh, a CGI figure far away being mind-controlled, but Kara wasn't affected because she's more pure Kryptonian. He's been on Earth too long, etc., etc. Made him really weak every time he was there. So, again, that was my concern coming into this. But let's talk just briefly physically uh, before we get into the story a little bit. Physically, the look of Tyler Hecklin then. Again, like I said, I hate the cape, but the rest of the costume is good. But Tyler Hecklin himself uh, does not look like Christopher Reeve, does not look like Henry Cavill, does not look like Dean Cain, does not look like Tom Welling, does not look like the other guys, George Reeves, Kirk Allen. But what do they all have in common? They all have in common the basic features of Superman. They look enough like him that in the costume as Superman or Clark Kent, when you're told, hi, I'm Clark Kent, or hi, this is Superman, you have no no problem believing it. So how does Tyler Hecklin pull it off in the episode itself? Because the first time we see him, it is not as Superman it's really Clark Kent. The episode opens with kind of a, a champagne toasting moment, kind of like everybody saying, hey, we're all back together. But then, wait a minute, something's happening, and uh, something's about to crash, and boom, Melissa takes off as Supergirl and is joined by the Martian Manhunter. Yeah, that's cool. Right off the bat, we have Supergirl and the Martian Manhunter doing flying stuff through cities together. Really cool. Because the first part is basically recapping uh, what happened at the end of last season with Kara and uh, John John Jones finding the capsule that falls to Earth, which has, now we know, mon in it. Although I don't think he's been named yet. <laughs> so... So that's, that's how the show opens. A very cool, welcome to the CW. We're going to do some super special effects. And it's with Supergirl and the Martian Manhunter. So right away they're saying, yeah, we're going to use the stuff. We're going to still, you know, special effects are going to look good. And there's John changing from, you know, um, the Martian Manhunter back to Hank. Which now they're starting to actually call him John, I noticed, in this season. They're calling him more of that. I don't know if he's actually dropping now that people know he's not really Hank Henshaw anymore. Uh, Are they just dropping that, or is that just the people at the DER? So also some real nice opening scenes with uh, Supergirl, Kara, and uh, Alex, her adopted sister. And I think that's a really nice relationship. I like seeing that relationship, actually, on the show. I think that's a really good one. Uh, We have another quick... You know, scene we're setting up, by the way, the exit of Callista Flockhart as uh, Cat Grant. She will be in approximately six episodes this season. The first two are her setup to leave, to do other things. So the first episode on CBS, is, there's a lot of change. All, a lot of the characters are changing positions. Kara will have a new occupation. Cat is leaving to do other things. Now, behind the scenes, Cat, the story reason, real reason is that Callista Flockhart lives in Los Angeles uh, and did not want the move 
to Canada, which is where the shoot the the shooting takes place. So she will travel up there to do uh, scenes several times to do her stuff and will be in six episodes, but a lot of change for the characters. James grown up Olsen gets his, uh, gets a new job. Uh, we haven't seen it yet, but we've seen it in the solicitations, as they say in the previews and the leaks that he will have. Uh, James will also get a secret identity and a superhero thing this year, which will be interesting. Uh, so a lot of stuff is being set up really early in this first episode with the regular characters. Okay, so no Superman yet. By the way, I know a lot of my friends, super friends, are very, are, are loving the little Easter eggs. And there's a ton of them in this first episode uh, with callbacks to other genres, other fields, other eras, other areas of the Superman mythos, including Superman the movie, which they draw from a lot. Not necessarily draw from, but have tons of comments and one-liners and jokes throughout the entire thing, including Miss Tessmacher. That's right. Miss Tessmacher will be Cat Grant's new assistant filling in or taking the replace of Kara. Okay. Now, this is not, the, in my opinion... My opinion. 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 Okay, guys. Not gonna, my opinion, this is not the Miss Tessmacher time thing is screwed up even though later in the episode when win meets superman for the first time he mentions the the battle with lex and the earthquake if that easter egg drops in meaning that we're we're in that universe this is kind of that universe this is the same universe of the christopher reeve superman or at least a universe where those similar things have happened. This Miss Tessmacher uh, is too young for the other Miss Tessmacher. But not only that, that means she would, this Miss Tessmacher, if this is the same universe, this Miss Tessmacher would have already worked for Lex, been part of that whole other kryptonite scheme, and uh, now she's the one, you know, is it because, what, at the end uh, she... Um, you know, took the kryptonite off to help Superman save the day. But remember, in sequential Superman movies, she's back with Lex. So this may be a relative of her or an alternate universe of a Christopher Reeve universe where certain things did take place, such as an earthquake created by Lex Luthor, which was somehow prevented or fixed or saved by this universe Superman footnote over. Send comments to Bob at supermanforever.com. Anyway, where am I? <laughs> uh, so anyway, they're all, they're trying to pick up from, from last season, as I said, and they're doing a lot of those things and dropping a lot of the, the, the fun little tidbits and we'll see some more of them later. Uh, we also see Kara getting ready for a, J, a date with James, you know, which is again, pretty awkward, but it, it sets up something that later in the show, which I'm going to, they're really ending this very short romance pretty quickly in the setup of the first season or the second season premiere episode. In last season, they were going to try to become a couple and have normal dating life, James and Kara. And so far it has not worked out too well. He, uh, she's been 
super speed changing into different outfits, trying to decide what to wear. He shows up at the door with pizza. He says, go ahead, check the news. I know you want to because she's really interested in the space flight that's about to launch because, you know, space. So the launch takes off and it looks pretty cool. A nice new effect here. They're they're working their computers overtime, but they are nice effects. I think it does show how far uh, computer technology has come. This looks really nice. And when you can do these kinds of things on a budget, because Supergirl now is on a budget, it's going to have less than half of the um, viewers that it had on CBS. Uh, I hope the budget doesn't go in half. But So anyway, we see the, the rocket launch. Ben, almost as soon as it gets into space, the rocket has a problem and sets up the fact that, uh-oh, this rocket is going to go down. And here we first now see on screen for the first time Tyler Hecklin as Superman. Except he's not Superman. He's Clark Kent. And he's talking on the phone to Perry White. Now, I think a lot of people, and I don't want to say a lot of people, I will say a certain portion of people will get a Christopher Revive instantly. Um, I do not, however. It's a very fun scene. He, he uses a word lickety split <laughs> and then has a conversation with Perry where he lets Perry know that, well, gee, Great Caesar's Ghost isn't a particularly, you know, modern phrase either. But... This is a very cool thing. Very tension is built up. The rocket is about to come down. They're saying, I hope he sees it. I hope she sees it. And we see a throw away the tie, shirt rip, Tyler Hecklin running down an alley, jumps up, takes off. Boom. We got Superman on screen. Hope she sees it. Boom. Out the window. We got Supergirl on screen. She gets there first. I love this. I And I've said before that... Every debut of a Superman-type character needs to save something falling out of the sky. It's just too glorious. It's too wonderful to do and when done right. I love the scene. This scene of this particular one, uh, there are things in this particular saving scene that remind me of everything all the way back to the Max Fleischer cartoons where the Superman gets in front of it but has a hard time. He can't just get in there and fly it. He's got to think of the people, so you got to slow it down. So Kara gets there first. She's at the nose. She's trying to slow it down. There's a great scene of her doing that as it's coming down. Cuts to Superman flying up beside her. Hi, cousin. And she's the one that says, this looks like a job for both of us. Absolutely, says Superman. And we see Superman fly to the back, use super breath, to blow out the fire, the two of them level it off, bring it down. Incredible scene. What a nice beginning to this new Superman. Superman and Supergirl then, boom, land together. And she's just thrilled. She's excited. I've always wanted to do that. This is great. Yeah, so have I. So have I. He is looking good. Looking confident, nice smile. Some kids ride up on their bikes. It's just so terrific. She says, you know, I usually say hi. And then uh, he goes, yeah, so do I. It's really a sweet scene right off the bat. She makes a joke about how used to change his diapers. Didn't have to say that. Yes, really did. And just terrific. 
and off to commercial. So that's the first scene we see of Slash Tyler Hecklin as both Clark Kent and Superman. And I just want to tell you now, the, the rest of this is just really good. It's, it's really good. Tyler Hecklin, and I've seen some people say this online, that they think he's channeling this guy or that guy. Uh, I don't think so. I think there are similarities, but not because, you know, and I don't want to get into this whole one better than the other or one this way or that way, because most of them have had great spots and weak spots. Most of them, by them, I mean the actors that have played Superman, all the way from Kirk Allen, you know, with his uh, almost uh, ballet moves, uh, uh, dance moves as Superman, to George Reeves' power, to, uh, you know, takeoffs and landings, to, to Chris Reeve, of course. But I think what's happened here is Tyler Hecklin is doing his version of Superman slash Clark Kent, and that might remind you of certain aspects of the other guys, but he's not doing the other guys doing Superman, which was one of the, I think, problems with Brandon Ralph's Superman. It was not Brandon Ralph's fault that they were saying, hey, we want you to do Christopher Reeve doing Superman. Because one, Brandon looked so much like uh, uh, Christopher Reeve. The resemblance there is is brotherly. It's, it, it's an amazing resemblance to the two of them. Tyler Hecklin does not look like Christopher Reeve or uh, Brandon Ralph, but he looks like Superman. There uh, were some... Some of his Clark Kent mannerisms, I thought, were a little closer to Dean Cain than than um, Chris, which I thought was really good. There's a bumbling move, and Kara says, you've really got that bumbling, stumbling, tumbling thing down. And go, oh, no, that was real. Uh, there are some terrific scenes in this. They, they, they set up the age difference, because some people... Myself included, I was questioning how they were going to pull this off. And when right away says, oh, speaking of the age thing, and he blah, 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 you look great. And Kryptonian, with one line, Cal, Superman, just simply says, yeah, Kryptonians age a little differently here on Earth. And boom, took care of that. Now, what that really means, if you're going to dig deep in it, it means that they apparently age the same as humans until their late 20s, early 30s. And then it stops. (laughs) Because Superman is 12 years older than Kara. Well, it is complicated. She's actually 12 Kryptonian years. She was 12 when he was born, okay? And was 12 or 13-ish. But her pod went, she went into a suspended animation. She went into a place where time didn't exist. So she did not age while he did so even though she is genetically older, she is actually younger because of the suspended animation she was in. But on Earth, he became 12 years older than her. But at apparently somewhere around the age 28, he stopped aging or slowed dramatically. So that's why the two of them look similar in age. But actually, he carried himself like a professional. And I think that was the difference in this in this. Uh, uh, characteristic, or not characteristic, but his characterization of Superman. The producers, the directors, they get it. They really get it, okay? I've seen people say that he's not muscular enough. Well, he doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be muscular. 
I don't mind the muscles, for example, uh, comparing Henry Cavill. I don't mind them as long as they're not, um, you know, muscle-bound wrestler-looking stuff. I don't care for that myself, those steroid-looking stuff. So I really like the fact that Tyler Hecklin looks in really good shape, but he's not muscle-bound. He looks... He looks really good. So when the attitude, too, is there, there's a scene when he shows up. After all this happens, there's a scene where he shows up at the DEO with Kara for the first time as Supergirl and Superman. And everything stops. Everything just gets quiet, and they all look at him. And in that split second, Superman walked into that room. And then he started interacting with them as just a great politician or a great human high. Thank you for your service and really speaking to them and and making eye contact. And then for the first time, we find out that apparently there is a little bit of a thing going on here between the Martian Manhunter and Superman. They're not, you know, hey, something, there's a little thing going on. And that plays out over the two episodes and resolves nicely in the second episode. But in this scene here where he shows up for the first time at the DEO, it is absolutely Superman walking into that. And that's not only Tyler Hecklin. That is the way it was shot, the way it was directed. Everything about that scene says, this is Superman. And I'm, and I'm really going to cut to the chase here. Everything about these first two episodes, the premiere of Tyler Hecklin, we have a new TV Superman. He is different than Henry Cavill. He is different than Dean Cain or Christopher Reeve or the great George Reeves. And that's different for me to say that George Reeves is my favorite. He is my favorite because of the childhood, because of the growing up, because of that was just the the first character for me to be Superman that that I didn't question as Superman. Now I'm seeing a lot of stuff online. You know, a lot of the clickbaity things. 17 reasons why Tyler Hecklin is better than Henry Cavill. Yeah, don't click on that crap. Don't 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 do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. This is not a better than. This is did Henry Cavill portray Superman on the big screen? Absolutely. Does Tyler Hecklin portray Superman on the Supergirl TV show? Absolutely. But they're two different animals, both playing the same character in two different situations, two different universes. I I did make a comment online, and I said, fix that damn cape and he's almost perfect. And my first comment right after the first episode was, he nailed it. And it was attitude as much as anything else. Because, no, I don't like that cape. The cape is annoying, it's, just, it's distracting, it's ridiculous. And that plastic red leathery thing didn't do it. But Tyler Hecklin did. <laughs> Tyler Hecklin, such great, great comfort I think the man had was comfortable. I was going to say in his own skin, my comment there, I was going to say Tyler Hecklin is obviously comfortable in his own skin, but it's more than that. As an actor, he's comfortable in the skin of Superman and Clark Kent. He gets the difference between the two. There were a few little, you know, things that are a little kind of weird um, because he's so young, but he is playing it mature. Uh, which was one of my concerns. 
Was he going to be able to pull off a Superman that had uh, been around the block, that had been doing it for uh, possibly a decade or more? And he did. In both the way he handled it on screen as Superman, uh, dealing with a rocket falling, or even just some, you know, bank robbers fleeing the scene in a sports car. The scenes that he played with all of the other characters were really real. I would like to have seen him and Jimmy, or he and Jimmy, interact a little more, James. Um, but, you know, hey, can't do it all. You couldn't, they, they couldn't do everything unless they give him his own show, which at this point right now, to be honest with you, as much as I love Tyler Hecklin, I would much rather see him do little bits here and there like this for the time being than to distract from what else is going on. This was great. This was this was terrific seeing Superman in live action on TV. And it would be absolutely outstanding to see brand new Superman episodes on a weekly basis. Absolutely. But not yet. I know that sounds weird coming from a Superman fan who is very high and very positive on the Tyler Hecklin portrayal of Superman. I was very impressed. I I, I don't know, you know, I, I could go on. I was going to, you know, go more into the, some of the other scenes to justify some of these points. But there's really no need for me to, to, to drone on and do a play-by-play or a scene-by-scene of this because, you know, to get to it, Tyler Hecklin just did an outstanding job of portraying Superman on the small screen. But you see, I am also of of the mindset that uh, I love the DC multiverse, okay? And I have no problem, and I said this before on other episodes, I have no problem keeping two different flashes in my brain, the one, you know, the one on TV and the one we're going to see in Justice League and then in his own movie. You know, I have no problem doing that. I have no problem with watching Gotham, for example, and thoroughly enjoying it, even though I think they, they, they should not have made Jim Gordon in this universe a killer, right? They should have figured something else out. But that's okay. It's okay, you know... Uh, there's enough really good storytelling with those characters in that sandbox. And the writers are doing such a good job. The actors are doing such a good job that you think, fine, this is not, you know, quote unquote, my Batman, you know, or my favorite of the Batman universe, whatever, because there's no Batman yet. But I can go into that universe and play with it and love it and think, wow, this is this is cool. I love what they're doing. I'm usually a little more picky with Superman. Uh, and there are things that I really don't like. But, you know, as I mentioned before, I didn't like Superman Returns. But that's the story. It was not Brandon Routh. It was the story they chose to tell. They picked the worst part of Superman 2 to continue on and made Superman to be something he is not. It was a terrible, terrible story with three outstanding Superman scenes with Brandon Routh playing a terrific Superman in a terrible costume. So, you know, good and bad, that's the one sentence part of it. But this time, what they have chosen to do, everything from... I think they leaned a little bit too much, personally, on Superman the movie. I mean, even to one of the new characters, Lena Luthor, coming in and flying in her helicopter, saying, 
well, I know statistically speaking, uh, flying is the safest form of transportation. I still get nervous. I half expected when, you know, someone to say, you've got me, who's got you? You know, I'm glad they didn't go that far. But they did drop a lot of Superman, what people are calling Easter eggs. I usually tend to think of Easter eggs as something a little more uh, or a little less subtle, like uh, the corner of Siegel and Schuster Boulevard or something. Uh, you know, that kind of thing, a quick sign or, or something. But, you know, this was still fun. They still were able to, I think, pack it with a ton of Superman things from the past. And I'm going to tell you, there were things I saw in, in Tyler Hecklin's portrayal that had a little bit of... Well, I saw George Reeves there, maybe because I wanted to. I saw Dean Cain there. I saw Christopher Reeve there. But overall, when I'm watching it, I wasn't seeing those individuals. It was little bits of them. And maybe even in second and third, when you're looking for little things like that. But just watching the episodes the first time, I saw Tyler Hecklin pull it off as Clark Kent and Superman. Even to just little drop hints of when Cat Grant comes up and gets all nervous about, you didn't tell me to Supergirl that you knew, that Takara, that you knew Clark Kent. Well, yeah, he's friends with Jimmy because Cat Grant has the hots for Clark Kent. Clark Kent, not Superman. And he even makes a funny joke. Are you still with Lois Lane when she gets up to Clark? Hi, Clark. Aren't you looking nice? There were several one-liners that were very good about Clark and Superman. Lena Luther being interviewed by Clark with some stiff questions by him. She said, well, there's some steel beneath that Kansas weed. It's a great line. It was a great line. So, yeah, they're knocking it out of the park with Supergirl and Tyler Hecklin. I would love to see him do more. That should do it. I just want to finish with the fact that, yes, we have a new live-action Superman. His name is Tyler Hecklin. Welcome aboard, sir. I hope it's not the last time we see you in the uniform. You done good, sir. You done good. Next time on an all-new episode of the Superman Forever Radio Podcast, we take a go back. We go back to the Silver Age again, and we're going to take a look at one of my all-time favorite Lex Luthor stories. See you next time, folks. Superman is based on the original character appearing in Superman Magazine and Action Comics. Superman is copyright DC Comics. Superman created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Send email to bob at supermanforever.com.